Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Welcome to The Sweat. We got you here from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock Eastern Time every Saturday and Sunday morning on DraftKings Network and VSIN. I'm Emerson Latzia, Josh Applebaum, Steve Buchanan, Julian Edlow. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we feeling? We feeling good, good today? Feel good. Yeah. Championship good. weekend. Yeah, but we got college, college hoops today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be breaking down a lot of college hoops, a lot of NBA. Another historic night around the association. Julian, you were tweeting through it last night. Oh, thanks. Lots for coming yeah, up. You're welcome. <laughs> Lots coming up on this show. Yeah, championship weekend, conference championship weekend around the NFL. Which side these guys are backing? Big, big basketball weekend. Jules, what'd you say? About 150, 152 college basketball games cooking today? 152 college basketball games today, I believe. Yeah, that's you right. You on the side in total of every game I heard. <laughs> yeah, 304 oh. bets. I'll rifle through them quick. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> Sounds like a six-hour podcast there. Trip down Narrative Street. Let's go, baby. We want to make sure we're taking the right turns and not the wrong ones. But first, you know what we're gonna do. Let's clang and bang a little bit. We're getting hot, we're working up a sweat. So I need you guys to hook us up with what you're warming up to here. So maybe it's a spicy take, maybe it's a bet, maybe it's some odds you're monitoring right now. Josh, I'm gonna let you have the floor first this morning. Let's go, Josh, come on, man, it's a big opportunity for you. Well, I would just say, of course, you guys know me by now, I annoy you all with all my betting systems. Some you believe in, some you don't. You don't annoy me with it, But as a betting system guy, there are certain systems that I love more than others, and betting systems to me are important because the beauty of it is, as long as it fits the parameters, doesn't matter what teams you, you play. It could be one team, another team, as long as they fit the, da- the data and the systems, you can play it. So, 
My number one system play today, guys, you guys know what it is. Unranked home favorites versus ranked opponents in college basketball. The fishy situation where the unranked team is favored over the ranked team. And the match today, Boise State. Boise State is at home against Utah State. And Boise State comes into it 14-5, and but they're unranked. Utah State is 17-2, and ranked 18th. But no, Utah State, the ranked team, is not favored. Boise is favored. And not only did Boise open as a favorite, they're moving even further as a favorite. They were minus 2.5 this morning. They're up to minus 3. If you look at currently uh, the percentage here. 67% bets, 86% of dollars here are going with Boise State with that line move. They have the better three-point shooting, 34% versus 30%, better defensive efficiency. But here's where it gets fishy, guys. These unranked home fave ranked opponents, to me, the better angle is pay a little more juice and go money line. The money line system is actually better than the spread system. Unranked home fave versus ranked opponents, they're 14 and 7 straight up this year, 67%. Last two seasons, they're 74%. Now, Ken Palm does have Boise State winning this game, but only by two. So if you want to lay the three now, you'll save some juice. But this is a money line play for me. Minus 155. Love this bet split on the money line. Only 42% bets on Boise, but 84% of the money. And I'll give you an example from last night. I stayed up late, guys, to sweat Cal oh. against Stanford. And what happened? Cal didn't cover the number, but they won the game straight up on the money line. So it's a money line play for me. Boise, my favorite system. Let's go Boise money line. Dude, thanks for staying up late last yeah. night, man. I really for the appreciate, team. appreciate it. it. Yeah. You sacrificed a lot for our viewers running, here. Running short on, on sleep, program. but let's go. <laughs> yeah, but you look great, bud. <laughs> it sounds like his warm-up bet here, what he's warming up to, Jules, is right up your alley. It is right up my alley. We've done this a couple times with Boise State. This season already, Josh, when they're at home, um, San Diego State, uh, did Colorado State go there too? Boise State's one of the best home teams in the country. So I am with Josh there, and I am with a lot of the home teams on today's college basketball card. And I'm working up a sweat in college hoops as well because we have a great card today. Iowa State undefeated at home, hosts Kansas, laying points against Kansas. That's a really interesting one. I'm going to be on a lot of home teams today, and I feel like Josh's too. Home teams have been crushing it in college hoops. I'll just give one game that I think is the most interesting of the day. Huge game in the Pac-12. Arizona, national contender, has not looked good lately, and that was highlighted on, uh, what was it, Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday night when they went to Oregon State, arguably the worst team in the Pac-12, and lost outright as 17, 18-point favorites. Huge game in Oregon. They got to stay on the road, and Arizona is a, a shrinking road favorite the sharp money's coming in on the home dog this is one where i'm going to disagree with the market i think if arizona is going to get it together it's going to be today through adversity on the road and obviously the market's going to disagree with me and if the market disagrees with me that means josh disagrees with me and we will battle about this one in the college hoop segment later on the show okay that sounds good to me so that's what you're warming up to yes Good stuff. I like that. <laughs> I would I'm warming up to debating Josh like later in the show about Arizona. We'll, we'll have that, that actually later. is yeah. very good. Way to tease ahead. I, li- I said I like You're a lot of, a lot of home teams. Thing. A lot of home teams in college hoops today. I'll be giving those out as well. I think Josh and I are going to be on the same side of a lot of those. Yeah, we got a lot of basketball coming up uh, in the show. Including great, in- great NBA card too. Yes, very good. Uh, Bukes, what about you? Got a pretty significant injury in that Chiefs Ravens game. Yeah. That oh, I think is kind of flying under the radar a little bit. It needs to be talked about more because there's a lot of there's a lot of ripple effect that goes with this. But Joe Tooney being out for the Chiefs offensive line could be massive for this game. And it's for a couple of reasons here. First we have Isaiah Pacheco who's coming into this game banged up already, dealing with an ankle injury, dealing with a toe injury. Now they've lost 
arguably one of their best run blocking uh, uh, guards on that line. So how does that affect Pacheco in the run game? So maybe looking at an under there. When it comes to protecting Patrick Mahomes, he's only allowed two sacks on the year and none since week 11. So that's been huge for Mahomes as well. So maybe this is an opportunity to look at the over for Mahomes' rushing yards, which is currently at 28 and a half coming into this game. But I really think that this is going to affect that Chiefs run game overall and trying to keep Lamar Jackson in that offense off the field because they're now going up against the defense that had the most sacks in the league during the regular season with 60. So this really is an injury that I feel like is not being talked about enough because I feel like it really has some major implications on this chief offense. And a lot of people are saying, well, the chief offense is back. Look at all these points that they've been putting up over the past couple games. They've been putting up these points against these subpar defenses with Miami and Buffalo. Buffalo had a good defense, but they had all these injuries. Miami had it was the same case. All these injuries that they were dealing with. This is by far the toughest defense that they've had to deal with in the past. I would even go to far to say maybe two months at this point. I think Baltimore has been the best defense in the league, you know, uh, aside for a team like Cleveland during the regular season, at least when they were at home. But I think that this is a major injury that really needs to be monitored and is going to affect a lot of these lines or affect a lot of these productions for guys like Pacheco and for guys like Mahomes. So really like Mahomes over rushing yards now. It's at 28 and a half, like I mentioned there. I think we're going to be taking the under on Pacheco's rushing yards as well, which is at 63 and a half. Fairly low number for him. But again, when you look at the defenses that they've played and now why this number is set lower, I think that's a reason why. All right, Josh, what kind of impact could you see no Joe Tooney having on tomorrow's AFC Championship game? So obviously not good news here for Kansas City. You really depend on Tooney. Again, as a Patriots fan, we watched him for many years. Yep. He's a great player, let go. Uh, obviously ended up winning a Super Bowl here. But this is partly why I think we might be seeing this line go to Baltimore because Baltimore opened you know, pretty much minus three and a half, minus three throughout the week. At one point it was hinting down to three. It sat at three and a half uh, for much of the week. But then we did see it rise to four. And there's a pretty good bet. But I mean, we'll get into this game deeper later. But there's only about half the tickets but 60% of the money on Baltimore. So again, with these injuries, moving this number and the combination of Mark Andrews coming back, uh, the important mm. tight end to the offense of Baltimore. Uh, I think Sky Moore is questionable. Pacheco's questionable. The weird thing with Pacheco, expected to play, questionable, but 63 and a half rushing yards is just over minus 120 for Pacheco. So Ozmakers are still kind of bullish on him. But guys, I think the thing we're going to talk about today, tomorrow, this, you know, kind of the market is moving toward Baltimore. But again, you're going up against one of the best plays here uh, in terms of betting on a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, 9-1 and one against the spread as a dog. So do you go with the market move and go with Baltimore, or do you bank on Mahomes covering this number as a dog? I think you can make a case for both sides. It's a big loss here, Jules, and no one has played more snaps this season than Joe Tooney. First of all, I'd, I'd like to correct myself. We want to be factual on the show. 154 college basketball games oh, today. Nice job, man, not 152. Dude, that's like four Good more job. bets you got to place there. However, yes, uh, I'll get cracking on those. <laughs> Joe Tooney's a big deal in this game. Uh, absolutely a big deal in this game. Part of potentially why there's been a move towards Baltimore, and like Josh said, maybe even more of a move towards Baltimore as we get closer to kick. Uh, betting the under on Pacheco is a little too brave for me. I actually liked the over on Pacheco until Tooney was ruled out and Pacheco was questionable. Now it's just a pass for me. I feel like Kansas City's path to winning this game has to be attempting to run the ball early uh, because that goes up against Baltimore's weakness. They're an average run defense in terms of yards per game allowed, maybe the only hole on that defense. They're the eighth worst run defense in the NFL when you go to, to yards per carry. Where uh, Why that makes a difference is 
teams aren't running on Baltimore late because Baltimore's up two touchdowns right. late. So that's what takes away from the total yardage. But when you look at yards per carry, if Kansas City can get after them early, stay in the game, get a lead, now you're running more late and getting more there. That's why I would stay away from Pacheco because I think that's what they want to do, Kansas City, that is, to get after uh, Baltimore. But the absence of Tooney in the pass game and the run game is is massive. So, that I mean, that's going to put me off of potentially the Chiefs in this game, off of Pacheco. Uh, the more the week goes on, the stronger I'm leaning towards Baltimore actually pulling away in what I think is one of the toughest games of the postseason so far to take a side on. There's just really not going to be a lot of ways for Kansas City to beat Baltimore at this rate. Yeah. Like, that's what I worry about. Like, you think about how good Baltimore is on the ground, through the air. You can't say the same for the Chiefs at this, at this point in time. Yeah. I mean, it's a, they have a smaller room for error, for sure. It's definitely more yeah. paths if you're just laying out game scripts. More of them lead towards Baltimore than Kansas City. Yeah. But Kansas City's done this a million times now. They're, they're the new Patriots. If they can right. find a way to make the game go their way, they, yeah. they will do that. Well, the good news is on tomorrow morning show, we'll be joined live by Nate Taylor, who covers the Chiefs for the Athletics, so we can dive a lot deeper into the impact of that Joe Tooney injury and other storylines in that AFC Championship game. Uh, coming up here, folks, another historic scoring masterpiece in the NBA last night. Hell, there are really two of them. The legendary club that Luka joins and how to bet him tonight, 24 hours later. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my Ladies and gentlemen, only four NBA players have ever scored 73 points or more in a game. Wilt Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, David Thompson, and now Luka Doncic. The game last night, the win against the Hawks, Jules, pitting Doncic against Trey Young, the Atlanta Hawks guard who Dallas... They trade. Yeah, a little trade bit of regret in Atlanta. Yep, draft night, 2018, so... Didn't even take that many shots either. So he becomes fourth player in NBA history. By 73 points. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he becomes the fourth player in NBA history to score 73-plus points. First ever to score 70-plus points on 75% or higher from the field, which is ridiculously impressive. And then there was the whole... um, he wasn't the only one who scored more than 60 points. Uh, Everybody's actually year. four yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're like the only guys <laughs> like, that haven't scored 60 points this week. This whole like past week question for you, like this scoring outburst we're seeing like around the NBA right now, good or bad for the game? Like teams are scoring at a historic rate right now. Good. Uh, it highlights the talent that's in the league right now. Um, now, would we like to see a little bit more defense? Sure. Yeah. But I'm pretty confident that will happen in the postseason. It's it's a little bit different of, of a game. Um, not quite to the degree of like a baseball, the difference between regular season and postseason baseball, but uh, it's different. You, you can't deny that. So, you know, a, a random... Friday night in January in Atlanta in a revenge spot against the team that traded him on draft day. Yeah. A night after a fan called him out for not being, or a game after a fan called him out for not being in shape. Hmm, Luka Doncic comes up with 73 points. Yeah. Um, so I think it's good. It's entertaining. People are talking about it. Because uh, your boy it, Paul it Pierce puts, tweets last night, man, I miss defense. And, it, like, and it'll be NBA. there. So and now, like, you know. When was defense a thing? It'll be, it'll be there. The 2008 Celtics did win on defense. Yeah. Um, and the current Celtics are, are very, can be very good defensively. So, like, when we get to the playoffs, it gives, uh, you know, a Kawhi Leonard a reason to say, I'm going to lock down the guy that dropped 73 this year. So I think it'll create storylines later in the season, too. All right, yeah, teams are averaging 115.5 points per and game this season. By the way, he, the, the 73 points on 33 field goal attempts is over 2.2 points per field goal attempt <laughs> taken. That's like, that's like impossible. Every time you it's shoot the ball, code, every time you shoot the ball, you're getting more points than it, like a normal <laughs> shot in two point ranges work. That's impossible. All right, so uh, it's the first chunk of games on tonight's slate, and again, expect a lot of scoring because with teams averaging 115 half points per game this season, which it's the highest mark in over 50 years for crying out loud, and 
Lo and behold, Kings at the Mavericks uh, tonight. So second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Josh, over or under 73 points tonight for Luka Doncic? <laughs> I'll go under. I think probably you're going to catch that I'll one. Go, but come on, Josh. Well, you who knows? Contrarian. Well, go it depends. <laughs> what's, the, what's the price on the over? I don't know. Plus, uh, plus 10,000. So, yeah. Sticking to this game, guys, I actually really like the Sacramento Kings in this one. Yeah. Number yeah. one, you're kind of... a damn good team. They're a playoff team right now. Good team, playoff team. But even if you just look at the data, I mean, the Sacramento Kings open this game minus two. Kings are all the way up to minus three. May not seem like a lot, but when you see a full point move, you know, overnight into the early morning, that tells me that Wise Guys had this game ready to go as soon as the odds makers got this lineup. They immediately hit it, caused that steam move in favor of the Kings. Kings are getting 57% of bets, but 88% of the money, that's on the spread. On the money line, they're getting 45% bets, 90% of the money. So the immediate move was toward the Sacramento Kings. You know, congrats to Luca. It was an, an incredible individual accomplishment, and they won the game as well. But I think you can, can kind of bet against that hype. I mean, you turn on all the ESPN stations today, everyone's talking about Luca. Let's, in terms of what Julian said, contrarian, the contrarian play would be to bet against Luca after this incredible performance. And you guys mentioned the importance of second leg of a back to back. Dallas Mavs played last night. When you fade teams on the second leg of a back-to-back, that system is 118 and 92 against the spread, 56% this year, ATS, and road favorites straight up are 160 and 77, 69%. So I'll go money line here. It's around minus 140. I think this line may rise even higher. And again, does Luka, any of these guys sit out? Kyrie, it could uh, rise even higher if any of these guys sit. Yeah, and this is Rivals Week, by the way, Julian, and it's concluding today. So big triple header uh, this afternoon on national television with the Knicks at the Heat. And -hmm. then you've got Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic colliding, what, for the second time in like the last uh, week or so. Um, What other game here in in this first chunk of today's slate lands on your betting card? I like everything on this card right now other than Wizards-Pistons. Wizards and Pistons can have their little <laughs> noon tip and enjoy themselves uh, battling for lottery position. I agree with Josh on, on the Kings. Um, I'm actually surprised. Dallas is 5-2 and two against the spread on the second night of a back-to-back this season. Pretty impressive, but Luka Doncic throughout his career is kind of known as dropping off a bit. And if there's a game you drop off from, it's it's what he did <laughs> on Friday night. Who knows if he'll even play? Um, so I like Sacramento there, who's been waiting in Dallas for them to return uh, from Atlanta. I would go that way. I have plays in the other three games. Um, I guess I'll start with the earlier one, which would be Knicks at Heat. The okay. Heat have been pathetic lately. Uh, and I know they're coming off a blowout loss to the Celtics. I believe that was their fifth loss in uh, a row. They've been playing really poorly, and you've got the Knicks who are who are clicking at the right time. They're at home here. Uh, so I, I laid five with the Knicks last night. It's up to five and a half now. It's probably about as far as I as I would go. But this is a this is a tougher spot for the Heat here, who just are not playing well right now. Yeah, and uh, two teams definitely trending in uh, different directions. Uh, Josh, any other games stand out to you here? Yeah, let's go to the one close to us, Clippers-Celtics. Big matchup here tonight. Who knows, maybe an NBA Finals uh, matchup here. We shall see. A lot of stars on the court here. But this, guys, uh, reminds me a little bit of when the Nuggets came to Boston and the Celtics were like a six, seven-point favorite. Uh, The Celtics had sharp money, yet what happened? The Celtics lost the game. So you're worried a little bit about kind of laying big points with Boston against a good team. But I try to stick to the data. The data is telling us that the Celtics are sharp tonight. They open as low as minus 6.5. They've been bet up to minus 7.5. 
Yeah, I have, even the, ticket, I have the DK Sportsbook ticket. There you to go. Prove it. That's my guy being <laughs> the closing line, getting a good number. Good job there, Julian. Uh, you look at the percentages here only 60% bets Boston, but 90% of the money. You have that same angle of betting against a team, second leg of a back to back. Just mentioned that, but it's 56% against the spread. Uh, and the Celtics also coming off a big win against Miami, where they just shot the lights out. They scored 143 points. You also get non conference favorites, kind of the lack of familiarity benefiting the better team. So I think at first glance, it's like, hey, Clippers are a really good team. They're getting seven and a half. I know it's Boston, but take those points all day. But you got to remember, this line keeps moving to Boston. Tells us that smart money really targeted Celtics a little bit earlier. Uh, but still, if you're making me pick a side, I'd lean Boston. It just it smells fishy, and I think it's fishy for a reason. Yeah, and Jules, I know those teams have split their last 10 meetings. The good news is Celtics have gone three and two over five games at TD Garden. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> first game back from a road trip, always a little bit of a weird spot for Boston. They went to Texas for two. They went to Miami and blew them out. So you're kind of buying high on the Celtics, but this is Celtics. Um, Clippers played in Toronto last night. Kawhi back to the place that he won a championship. Uh, Paul George was questionable for that game. Played, I would be surprised if he played tonight. We'll see if there's any limitations on Kawhi, guys like that. Celtics, Porzingis doubtful from that ankle roll in Miami. Otherwise, they'll be at full strength. I think just that that next home game coming off of the Denver loss, the Celtics are going to show up in this game. So I laid six early. At the current number, I would probably pass. I, I would maybe look at them as a potential money line parlay piece. But the way to bet the Celtics, home or road, is first half. They come out and play strong. They turn a little bit late. The Celtics are the best first half team in the NBA against the spread, 34-10-1. Take that to at home, 15-5-1. So... We're going to be looking at maybe it's not up on DK Sportsbook yet. It will be. I'm going to guess it's going to be Boston minus four for the first half. I think that's a very strong play in this game. Well, we'll get to a lot more of these NBA games uh, coming up. A few more on today's slate it includes the Pelicans at the Bucks, and we're still waiting on Doc to step on <laughs> Anytime the, now. the sideline for Milwaukee. <laughs> I think it was last night around like 9.34 local time, uh, and they lost to the Cavs last night that the team finally was like, oh, yeah, he's officially <laughs> official. Uh, he yeah, is. They got to work him into playing shape before he <laughs> yeah, can get in there. Right. He did meet with the team yesterday morning, though, and Doc to him for a little bit. Jules, I'm told you have a play here for Pelicans and Bucks, though. I do? You do? Beats me. Um, <laughs> both teams played last night. I don't have a play in this one. Um, I th- I would lean to the Bucks first half where they've been really good at home, okay. but I can't play it because the Pelicans yeah. have been the second best first half team uh, in the league. But both teams lost last night. Both teams looking for a bounce back. Um, just because of how good New Orleans has been first half, I, I can't go there okay. with Milwaukee tonight. Right, so and we and beware, Zion sat last night. Yep. He could come back tonight, but uh, beware of the Bucks potentially resting. Some yeah, I'm, I'm not forcing you to bet something. You Thank know, you. I, you I'm not going to let you it's do that. A, it's a, it's okay. You already have like 300 <laughs> college basketball bets on your card today. Uh, Josh, is there anything real quick before we go to break? Anything? Any of these games stand out to you? Yeah, a couple things. Emerson, the Lakers Warriors game. A lot of steam to that over. It looks like this could be a high scoring one here between these two teams. This total open 238 and a half. It's 239 and a half on our board, but I'm seeing it now up to like 242 and a half. So this thing is really getting hit up quite a bit. Uh, 80% bets, 91% of money is going to the over here. They're both rested. Also a short spread. It's only a minus two and a half favorite for Golden State. So I like short spread going over. Could be competitive back and forth. Maybe get overtime. Both these teams are big over teams. So I'd look toward that over. Played that earlier today uh, at 239 and a half. And then just a couple prop bets here, guys, real quick. If you look at John Collins today, going over 21 and a half points and rebounds, He's been really heating it up here recently. He's gone over this number in three or four. And Kyle Kuzma, over 29 and a half points and 
rebounds going up against one of the worst defensive teams in, in basketball. And I know there are more NBA games you guys are interested in. Again, we're going to yeah. mix those in later in the program, so hang out. But coming up next, for the first time in his career, we got Lamar Jackson. Gun. It's going to be playing in the AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes, that's his home away from home. Which side are these guys back in? We'll discuss next. Big one tomorrow, AFC Championship game, Chiefs at the Ravens. This is the franchise history and said conference championship games for both franchises. I feel like the Chiefs have just made this their home away from home. Six straight, right? It is unbelievable. And then you finally have Lamar Jackson on this stage. And of course, he's got to get through Patrick Mahomes, who has just been here year in and year out. So the Raven on Ravens on the stage, two and two, five and three for uh, the Chiefs here. The one thing I already know I'm going to love about this game is we're definitely going to see a shirtless Jason Kelsey pounding beers <laughs> and crab cakes. That's probably like a minus... 2000. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I mean, that seems. Uh, I don't know if the there. crab cakes will make an appearance, uh, <laughs> but shirtless, yeah. Do, do we do we think how like what is your gut telling you right now, Steve? Like this Lamar Jackson, like finally get over the hump in this situation. And I know you mentioned earlier, like there yeah. is a tiny bit of room for error for the Chiefs right now, especially <laughs> with that Tooney injury. Yeah, I mean, so you got the Tooney injury, and then you're just talking about how their best pieces on offense are going to move down the yeah. field. Like the only real opportunity I think they're going to have is with Travis Kelsey over the middle of the field. Because if you look about the matchups that we're going to have like in the secondary here, like obviously Rasheed Wright is going to see Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton uh, has been by far one of the best cornerbacks, not just on the Ravens, like literally in the entire league. Like 58% completion percentage when targeted against him. I think it was an 86 NFL passer rating when targeting against Kyle Hamilton. Like he's been absolutely, I'm sorry, 68. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, in coverage. So we take out potentially Pacheco. We take out potentially Rice. What's left for this Chiefs offense to move down the field? It's probably going to be Kelsey. Maybe some Justin Watson, too, who's been, you know, nobody that's been something that you can rely upon. But, like, what opportunities are, is Hardman going to have at this point after what's happened over the past couple weeks? You can't trust to, uh, um, Kadarius Tony. It's just there isn't a lot here. So I feel like that I, I am definitely going to be on the, on the Ravens in this one here. Um, I, again, I just feel like there is so many ways that the that the Ravens can win this game where the Chiefs margin of victory just feels kind of razor thin at this point especially yeah. with that Tooney injury the Ravens right now currently four point favorites on the DraftKings Sportsbook here Josh and the total is sitting at 44 and a half yeah so let's just take it from a data perspective I think it's definitely true here that you're getting respected money on the Ravens the Ravens opened you know minus three and a half they got at one point down to three back to three and a half now they're up to minus four that's a big move here whether that's smart money or that's injury based either way this line is going to baltimore and public split down the middle 50 50 uh 51 of bets on ravens but 64 percent of the money so again we're checking off some boxes here line move to the ravens half the tickets but more money uh you have seen historically when you get to this championship game home favorites in the afc nfc championship game are, are winning outright uh, i think it's like as high as like 70 percent over the last decade it's a little high on the money line if if you want to go Baltimore here it's like minus 200 so if you're playing it you're going minus four now all that being said 
you got to address the elephant in the room, Patrick Mahomes as a dog. You know, you can't deny that in this spot, Mahomes has been absolutely fantastic. Nine and one against the spread as a dog in the Super Bowl. He's got, he got one and a half against the Eagles, one outright. Got three last week against Buffalo, one outright. You also get playoff dogs historically, 59% against the spread since 2017. They're six and four ATS this postseason. Uh, Sean Smith, again, the ref angle here, not a huge thing, yeah. but a tiny little thing of he's a really good road ref, 60% ATS historically. You also get Mahomes straight up against Lamar, three and one. Lamar had a quote the other day, I just don't like competing against him, talking to Mahomes. And I'm going to oh. put a lot of fact into the experience factor, Emerson. Yeah. Reed and Mahomes have been here. I don't think this, the bright lights are going to affect them too much. This is Lamar Jackson's first time in the championship game. You can make a case for both sides, and I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm going to go down with the ship as Mahomes is a dog. I'm going Mahomes and KC plus four. And there's, wow. that, there's that thing, too, that keeps coming up. And, and to Josh's point, like, the numbers for Mahomes as a underdog is phenomenal. Yes. Right? But it's like, this kind of reminds me of when Brady was playing the Titans in 2019 against in the wild, wild card against the Titans with that one. Yeah. Last game. Yeah. yeah. And they lost 20 to 13. And yep. it was like, all the numbers, like, well, Brady this, Brady this. The team that surrounds him is not the same team that he had when he had all those unbelievable numbers. And I feel like that's the case here once again with Patrick Mahomes. And that's what really I feel like is going to gravitate people towards the Chiefs because it's like, well, look what Mahomes does as, a, as an underdog. Look what Mahomes does like on the road, in the playoffs, like when it doesn't happen. But when it does, and when he is there, he does well. This is truly one of the best defenses we've seen in the league. And this is by far the worst offense together that the Chiefs have had I feel like since Patrick Mahomes took over as a starter at this point, there is no go-to guy. There is no, like, secret weapon on that team. Like, it's an average offense at best. I think it's – would you agree with that? The Chiefs' offense pretty average at best at this rate? Yeah. In in general, it's been better the last couple weeks. It has been. But, again, so it's been better over the past couple weeks. But what's been the biggest thing? Has it been the offense or has it been how poor the defense has been on the other side? Mm -hmm. I think it's been more about how poor the defense has been on the other side. So – that's just that's just what I wanted to take away from the from the Mahomes stuff as an underdog because again the numbers all point to Mahomes in that situation but you have to also take into account what this team looks like and what this team has to offer in this game versus the Ravens. Yeah, and there's going to be tons of attention jewels like on the quarterbacks here, but we must not forget the Ravens and Chiefs also have the top two scoring defenses in the NFL. Yeah, very good defense uh, on both sides. It's going to be a tough test for for each team. Um, running the ball is going to be the key for Kansas City, in my opinion, which the Tooney and Pacheco injuries, uh, Tooney out, Pacheco questionable, probably going to play, dinged up with the ankle. Um, this is the hardest game of the playoffs, and I think it, Josh's analysis kind of outlined why it's the hardest game of the playoffs, because I thought he was going to say that he's going Ravens. <laughs> Um, and almost talked himself into the Ravens and then came back and said why... It's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, really is. came back and said why now. he likes the Chiefs yeah. and then wound up on the Chiefs. Because as he's been saying, if you watch the show, he's, he's not going to go against Mahomes as a, as a dog again. This is a really hard game. Uh, and to Steve's point, it does remind me of a, uh, a former Patriot team, but not the 2019 uh, team, more of the 2016 where uh, Brady had no receivers. He was thrown yeah. to, like, uh, what's his name, Gabriel. Rashae Caldwell. Um, and Rashae Caldwell yeah. goes to Indy for the AFC Championship game, has a huge lead. They blow it. Patriots finally lose to Peyton Manning for the first time. Like, this would be kind of that passing where Lamar Jackson surpasses uh, – Mahomes in on a big stage at home in Baltimore and the following season the Patriots went out got Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Dante Stallworth. <laughs> Chiefs will probably go get some help from Mahomes after watching yeah. how this how this year has played out. 
I'm really torn on this game. I've, I've early in the week, I thought you take the points with the Mahomes, uh, particularly with the Tooney injury. I'm leaning towards Baltimore. I have teased Kansas City up to, to mm. 10. I don't think it's going to be that much of a blowout, but the Ravens have nine wins this season over teams that finished above 500 mm-hmm. by 14 or more points. They've blown out nine. Uh, it was the Texans twice, but like nine times they have blown out a good team by 14 or more points. I was going to say, um, Lamar Jackson alone has won four straight starts here by 14-plus points, but Patrick I, Mahomes has lost four starts by 14-plus points in his entire career. I wish I had more of an opinion on this game. I feel safe teasing it. I'll let you pick what, what side you want to tease uh, in, in the other game. I'm very firmly set on the Niners in that game, but oh. I this is a tough game. I'm very interested to see how it plays out. Baltimore's 14-4 ATS first half, if you want to look for some early production. Like Kansas City did trail at Buffalo and came back in that game. Let me ask you guys a question. When we do the show tomorrow, is it more likely this line goes up to 4.5 or back down to 3.5? 4.5, I don't think it's going to go either way, but... but or do so we just Bal- close four? Baltimore's like, my, Baltimore's like minus 198 on the money line. I bet that's like 210, 215, and it might still be four. Are you surprised to go out to four? Because I was. I am. And it's got to be injury-based. Is yeah. it money or injury-based? It's always hard to tell. But uh, to me, Tooney's got to be a reason why. Yep. And the combination of Andrews playing. Well, it was, four, it was four before Tooney got ruled out. And I thought it could move a little more money line-wise, but not necessarily spread-wise. This moved from three to four pre-Kansas City injury report. Yep. So it's... Uh, it, I would say it's money coming in, I guess. Is anyone on this desk taking the over? 44 and a half? I don't think no. so. No. I mean, I, I, I can't do that, too. Like, even, like, with the Chiefs hitting that over last week on the year, they're still, like, 6 and 11 to the over, I, I think it was. I have it on here somewhere. But, um, I, I, like, when you talk about the, the injuries that have piled up, and the tough matchups and coverage for like the Chiefs receivers, like again, like and I, and I mentioned this, like the guy who probably has the best matchup and coverage is Justin Watson. And if Justin Watson's the guy that you're going to have to be relying upon, then like I have a, I have some news for you. Um, you're probably <laughs> in trouble on, on, on winning this game here. And you know I know the Chiefs have put up you know 53 points in the past two games, but again against two struggling defenses with Miami and Buffalo. So I don't put a lot of credence into that. But you have Baltimore who has held opponents to an average of 16.1 points per game. That was the lowest in the league. Who's right there with them? The Chiefs at 17.1 points per game. This doesn't scream to an over of me. Especially against the, with a KC team that is six and, and six and thirteen to the over, and they're missing hitting the over by an average of six points on the year. So, uh, you know, you look at this here at forty-four and a half points. Like, I would not be surprised if this game ends up in the mid thirties. What do you think, Josh? So, looking at the splits here, public loves the over. It's eighty percent of bets on the over. It has kind of gone back and forth. It was high as like forty-five and a half, down to forty-four. It has gone up a little bit over the last twenty-four hours, up to forty-five and a half. Here's the one thing, you know, the weather could play a, bit, a, a small role in this one, could be a little bit windy, maybe rainy, but also, guys, if you look at the AFC-NMC championship game since 2004, the over is 22-13, and 13, 63%. I lean under, but I don't love it. All right, let's get into some NCAA men's basketball coming Sweet. up after this, all right? It's time to shine for you. John Calipari's club. to pick from. All right, sounds good. John Calipari's <laughs> club coming into this matchup against the Razorbacks off a double-digit loss to South Carolina. Are they back on track this afternoon? Let's talk about it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, dance bro. <laughs> <laughs> here on the sweat where we're going to dive into some college basketball bets right now. Latest AP top 10, by the way, same two teams at the top, UConn number one, Purdue number two, both those teams in action tomorrow. You see the other teams on your screen, some big favorites, including Houston against Kansas State, Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Duke was one of the biggest, among the biggest followers, though out of the poll. So they dropped five spots, number 12. That's why you don't see them on your screen. And you had Kansas falling from three to seven after its road loss to West Virginia uh, last week. You do see, though, gentlemen, Kansas at Iowa State. So Kansas has had its struggles at home, right? But they've also, if you look into some of the recent history, they've got good recent history in this Big 12 rivalry game with Iowa State. What do you like in this game, guys? 
You want to go first, Jules? Yeah, Iowa State's been the toughest place to play, arguably, in the country. Um, Hawkeyes are sitting 12-0 straight up at home. 11-1 against the spread <laughs> at home. So this is not one of those teams that, oh, they're winning, but, uh, you know, coin flip if they're going to cover. Now, laying points against Kansas is a different animal, uh, but this has gone gone up a move from 3.5 to 4.5 with uh with what is it like 10 percent of the bets only 10 percent of the tickets on iowa state for like a quarter of the money so this is a very sharp move i would say on the hawkeyes there's at some point you got to have buyback on a kansas getting getting this many points but you look at kansas on the road um you know three and two straight up but one and four against the spread losses at ucf loss at west virginia those are bad road losses, and you're going to go into this atmosphere uh, against Iowa State. It's going to be very difficult. So uh, I have some pretty good faith here that the Hawkeyes are going to play a very good game against Kansas. If Kansas brings their best game on the road, then then they're going to have a shot to win. But we, we have not seen that at all so far. Yeah, and Josh, it is important to point out as well that we're talking a 23rd ranked Iowa State. Did I say State Hawkeyes here. a bunch? Drew was in my We knew what you were talking about. Iowa, it's, it's Iowa like everybody, State, ev- Cyclones, everybody you got it, you it. It. <laughs> it just, That's just one of your 300 bets today. <laughs> See, it's hard it's to keep track. Too many teams it's to keep up. What do you got, Josh? So I am Iowa State all day in this one. We can show this board again here. Look at this. Every ranked team is laying points. Yeah. What's the only ranked team that's getting points? Kansas, four and a half. That's an automatic red flag as soon as you look at the data. Also, Julian mentioned, this is a really sharp move toward Iowa State. Iowa State opened as low as minus three and a half. They're up to minus four and a half. Some shops are even going to minus five right now. So why is this line going to Iowa State when the public is absolutely hammering uh, Kansas in this spot? Julian mentioned it, but 90% of bets are on Kansas today. This is the most heavily bet game of the day, the most public action, also the most bias. And when you can combine a contrarian angle of only getting a team getting 10% with the element of sharp action in their favor with a big reverse line move like this, tells me Iowa State is the sharp play here. Epic fade the uh, trendy dog system match. Again, public loves betting uh, typically favorites when they load up on a dog. Great opportunity to bet against that trendy dog. And then in terms of system match, two ranked teams uh, play each other, take the home favorite. It's 17 and three straight up, 85% this year. It's 81% since 2021. Ken Palm has Iowa State winning by five. So now it's creeping up to five. You've lost a little bit of value here. It's a little rich for me on the money line. I do tend to go money line on these short favorites, but I don't like to go minus 200. That just gets a little bit too pricey. If you can still find a four and a half, I'm going to lay with Iowa State. I'm going to trust the market here. Emerson, it makes no sense that everyone's betting Kansas. Yep. You the line's going to Iowa State. Take the side that makes no I mean, sense. As Jules has pointed out, Jayhawks have struggled immensely when they have to travel. It's like their only two wins were Indiana, I think, in the final minutes, right? And then uh, over Oklahoma State, which was a couple of— Oklahoma State's bo- bottom of the barrel. Yep, in the indeed, th- indeed they are. And then if you go over to the Pac-12 side of things here, guys, you have Arizona now fresh off the heels uh, against Oregon State, a heartbreak against Oregon State. And now we'll take on Oregon. And as crazy as it sounds, Arizona here needs a win to keep pace for first place. Josh, you're, the market. This you're the market. Lead us off. And quack, then, quack. Uh, you know, disagreement is good. And <laughs> then uh, I will I will. Fight the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm going quack, quack, <laughs> Oregon Ducks all the way, all the way here, guys. Uh, this jumps out to me as just a sharp reverse line move. When you look at the matchup here, Arizona is ranked ninth in the country. Oregon is unranked. Now, Oregon has a good record, too. I think they're 14 and 5. But again, when you get into these big Saturdays, when you bet college basketball consistently, you're going to see such a bias toward the ranked team over the unranked team. And that's what we're seeing here. 
Nearly 70% of bets are going with Arizona, but Arizona actually opened at minus four. The line's down to three. And again, there's been some buyback. It's back now to three and a half. So if you do like Oregon, you can now get the hook, which is what I was waiting for on Oregon here. But you're only getting 35% of bets. Uh, you're also getting a really sharp bet split. 70% of the money is on Oregon here. If you look at betting on an unranked team against a ranked team, kind of that buy low, sell high system match, it's 55% against the spread the last two years. Ducks are 10-0 at home. Zona's only 2-3 and three on the road. And Zona, again, I like to buy low on teams that aren't playing well, but I'm starting to worry if there's something up with Arizona here. They're only 2-2 two and two their last four. They just lost to Oregon State, 83-80. Yeah. to 80. I think it's a great spot to back the Ducks at home. It's going to be rocking in that arena here tonight. The hook is now available. Give me Ducks plus 3.5. I mean, Arizona is another one of those teams, Jules, that kind of looks like it's turning into a pumpkin in road games. Yeah, Arizona hasn't covered in four straight games. They were laying eight and a half against Wazoo, lost outright, laying 20 and a half against USC. They did win that game by 15. 18 against UCLA, they only won by six, and then 18 against Oregon State, and they lose outright at the buzzer. Uh, Arizona is one of the most talented teams in the country. They've also lost, here's the part I don't like, they've also lost eight straight trips to Eugene. This has been a spot they've historically struggled. This is as buy low as you can get on Arizona. If they're going to turn their season around, it's this game. It, it was a look-ahead spot for them, the loss at Oregon State. Doesn't justify it. That's a brutal loss. But they have to be, you know, really hearing it uh, heading into this game. If they can't show up at Oregon today and play their best game, then I will lose faith in my massive play on Arizona to win the Pac-12 regular season <laughs> that I will be sweating and uh, rooting for them twice as hard today. But uh, Oregon also, you look at their last game, they were laying nine and a half against Arizona State the other night. They were down big at halftime and had to claw back, have a big comeback. So they're kind of coming off a high, whereas Arizona's at rock bottom. So market completely disagrees with me here. But in terms of a gotta-have-it spot, Arizona needs to show up today, and I believe in their talent. I have since preseason. So I'm going to trust them one more time. If this isn't Ooh. the spot that you can get it done, keep going back I'm, to I'm going to be man. I'm going to be done with you. Okay. Um, Utah State, Boise State, uh, which one really needs to show up today? Boise State, yeah, I talked about this one earlier. I love this play for Boise State here, Emerson. That's why I wanted to talk about it when we first started the show. But just the fact that you have that number one system match, unranked home favorite ranked opponent. You have Boise State unranked. Utah State is 7-2, and two, ranked 18th, but we're seeing the line going to Boise State. Boise State opened minus 2.5, they're up to minus 3. Better three-point shooting, better defensive efficiency. That unranked home fave ranked opponent mentioned earlier, but 14-7 and seven straight up, 67%. It's 74% straight up last two seasons. To me, it's a money line play, so I'm on Boise bigly tonight, guys, minus 155. Ooh, and Jules, you agree? Aligned, uh, played Boise at minus 2.5 last night. What are we at? Three, I'm good laying three. Um, Utah State, 17 and two. But you want to look at this team on the road. They're nine and zero at home. They're four and two away, which is which is pretty good. One four and one against the spread on the road tells you more. They haven't been as tested. They've been winning some of these games as as larger favorites. And now you're going as a dog here, where Utah State's zero and two this season. Their only two times they've been an underdog have been their only two losses. So. They've kind of lived up to expectations in terms of win-losses, but against the spread, not lived up to expectations on the road. That tells me this is a spot where playing against a team that is tremendous at home, 9-1 and one at home this season for Boise. Um, 
this is a spot that Boise State should show up. And we've seen them show up. If you look at Boise State scores, they've shown up in this spot. We did it last Saturday exactly. They were uh, roughly a pick'em game against San Diego State. They get that one done. Colorado State plus two earlier in the season at home. Win that one by seven. I see more of the same here for Boise against the Utah State team that struggled on the road. And you got to give it up for the Mountain West, too, which, like, right Good now, conference. yeah, like, six teams have legitimate claims for an NCAA tournament bed right now, and we're almost in February here, guys. So, uh, real quick, before we head to break, Battle of Big East foes, we got Nova, we got Butler, taking the floor in the Hoosier State, looking to lock down a victory here. Which side are you backing, Jules? Do you have a plan this one or is this Josh? I'm passing on this one. Okay. Market says Butler. I have a lot of respect for Villanova, and they really need a win, so i got to stay away. But I would agree with what do you Josh. What you got here, Josh? Yeah, I'm going to go Butler money line. Yeah, open at a pick em. Some shops are even Nova plus, uh, minus one. We've now flipped to Butler minus one and a half. Could be going to two, so if you like it, grab it now. I'm money line Butler at minus 120. They're getting 60% of bets, almost 80% of the money. Uh, Ken Palm's got them winning by one, so the importance of money lining versus laying a one and a half and maybe only winning by one, that's important. Home road, Butler nine and two at home. Nova only two and four on the road. Nova's lost three straight. Again, I don't. I want to buy low on these teams that aren't playing well, but I think the market is telling you that this is a play to make at home with Butler on the money line against Nova. All right, gentlemen. Well, we got more hoops to dive into coming up, so we'll get into some of these games we didn't hit on. We got more NBA games. You got more NBA bets to dish out here, Jules. And more college. Uh, but coming up next, let's get into this NFC championship game tomorrow baby okay brock purdy jared goff who's got the hot hand who's got the advantage let's ask jules josh and steve when we come back Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN. 